The world is mad. Old magic and new technology run amok, used by the powerful to create empires of wealth and dominance. Resistance, while it may seem reckless and painful, is the only prudent response to such a world. The Grey Star, Street Prophet. Neo-Babylon, the year 450 by Neo-Babylonian Reckoning. It's a city of dreams and darkness, hope and despair. What hope and whose despair depends on the story. The world's turbulent past made way for an uncertain present where almost anything, for good or ill, seems possible. In this place and this time, everyone can dream of changing the world. But much more often, the world changes them first. Magic has been the driving force of global culture since time immemorial. Yetin and elves, goblins and orcs mingle peacefully with humankind, except when they don't. Radical advances in cyber technology are erasing the gaps between the magical haves and have-nots, marking a new era for the city and the world around it. In the Undercity, the more some communities are torn down, the tighter others cling together. While sometimes those groups are gangs, Sometimes it's just folk wanting to live their lives. People are thinking different thoughts these days. Will you sell out your principles if it means saving your friends? Sell out your friends to change the world. From the bottom to the top, folk are finding new ways to subvert old values and new language to tell old stories while writing their own. This is one of them. Needless to say, this Purgatorium isn't too concerned about accessibility. You really expected that it would be, Abby? I just pray to my gods that they feed us. An ogre's gotta eat, I guess. <laughs> yeah, when you care about profits, ramps, calories, graves, they're all just expenses. That's truth right there. So what'll we do to kill time until they make us work again to pay back our debts to those we wronged? Ah. Uh. We never heard about how you got thrown in here, Abby. Yeah, I see you get all those visitors, Abby, and I want to know what the secret is. <laughs> it's the sweetest, most subversive secret in all of Neo-Babylon, Raz. <laughs> what? The people who live near you on the outside all come take care of you while you're in servitude because they feel bad you're stuck in that chair. Something like this. Not at all. I bet it's all the ladies out there missing his, uh, company. <laughs> <laughs> in his dreams. So, what is it then? We all take care of each other. Dion, let me tell you the story. You'll get it. In the Undercity, life can be cheap, but it's still sweet. People make do. They live, they love, and look for ways out. I was born this way. My legs could never do what they were designed for. My father took care of me by himself, and it was just the two of us, as long as I can remember. He named me, and when I was a little kid, he was the only one who cared whether I lived or died. He worked harder than anyone I've ever seen. As soon as I was big enough to move my own chair, 
I tried to help where I could, but his hours were still long and hard. We had friends, but they had their own troubles. I thought I could never live up to my father's example. Eventually, he saved enough money to take me to a magi who had good news. We have various techniques we could apply. The simplest would be to summon a spirit to empower your son's legs. However, we could also artifice legs like we do for gums, and then graft them. The cost the Magi demanded for these services was astronomical. I hadn't seen that many stands in my lifetime. Abby. My father cried. Abby. My son. My son. I want better for you. The people, our little hood, mother bless them, gave their savings so he could take me to a doctor who practiced secular, mundane medicine. You've done the shopping on the best parts. You're not going to trust just any cyberdoc to install them, are you? Why would you? You're a smart shopper. Now, be a smart patient at Dr. Shadrick's Cyber Clinic. Over 15 years of quality cybernetic augmentation surgeries. Top-of-the-line service, guaranteed to get you back on your new feet. Your son will never walk on his legs, but with new cyber technology, we can replace them with new, better legs. The cost of the cyber legs was less than the magical treatment, but it was still very, very high. I'm sorry, I can't help you. The council controls who I can supply these things to. As a limited resource, they need to be paid for unless there is a special dispensation. My father was crestfallen, but had no more tears to shed. I told my father, I don't need new legs. I'm happy and healthy. I'm able. I won't be a burden to you. I can take care of myself. And you too, when you need it. My father fell to his knees and hugged me. He tried to tell me that I deserved better than to be stuck in a chair for my whole life. I told him, I'm not stuck in this chair, Father. It's part of me. Then, he cried. My son. Oh. Oh. I'm not sure he believed me, but it's true. So Dion, get with it. What? Me? I do not need to be fixed. My father, he kept working, and I followed his lead. I tried to. No matter what anyone said, no matter what I tried to tell myself, I felt like I was letting everyone down. <sighs> Brains lie to you like that sometimes. We tirelessly gave back to the folks that helped us. I helped to build a water pump, learned to use weapons in the strength of my body to fend off the gangs, but they usually left us alone since we didn't have enough to bother taking, except for a few fanatic splinter factions of the Flaming Skulls. No group is just one thing, I guess. We all wanted to make things better. Chuck learned about breaching and was able to get us stuff from the clink sometimes, my father managed to smuggle some clean building materials from his job at the aeroport, and he used them to build a school for the children. I was so proud of him. I didn't think I would have done that. 
When Imzy got sick, everyone helped to take care of her, but we didn't know how to heal her. She was so very weak, had fever and chills and screaming headaches. She got painful swellings on her neck. And Khaled got sick, and Batolo, and Magnus, Sarah, more and more. So many people couldn't work. There wasn't much food, and things were getting worse as our meager savings were used up. Chuck came to me one day, and he said, Abby, I, I did some breaching, and there's some info about this scourge. They have a serum that cures it right up. If we can get some, everyone will get better. The doctors and apothecaries have it. Up top. It took a few days to get everything I needed to make my way to the uppers. ID passes, bribes for the gangs. I thought about going to the doc who tried to sell us cyber legs, but I hit up the apothecary to the source. Chuck told me the serum would be here. There was a tired looking young woman behind the counter as I wheeled myself in. We both ignored her brief flash of pity. That's usually the best way. I still felt a surge of nausea from getting into this social situation. She looked like she came from one of those countries over the sea to the west. I never learned what they call those places. I need, uh, and then I checked the note I took, Cipro Serum. My friends are very sick. Very well. Can you please show me the dispensary note and provide your insurance information or credit check? Her accent was exotic. I'd never heard a voice like that. I don't have those things. I have uh, some stands, standards. I hope it's enough. Even if it was enough, I'm afraid I still need all the proper paperwork. Oh, we can't afford a doctor or insurance or any of that stuff. We work hard just to get food and clothes. I told her, people are sick. They're dying. Merciful mother, the medicine is just sitting here and no one here needs it. They have it all. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just following the rules. She looked. She looked like she really wanted to help me. I could tell she was sad. I think she knew what the sickness was. I'm sorry. She said again. I came here for a better life and I need this job. I... I can't help you. No. I returned to the huge lift that would take me back to the Undercity and made my way home. Gangs battled loudly, wasting stands, wasting life, fighting each other. What would they do if they got sick? I went home crushed with disappointment, but trying to believe that people would get better. Maybe fight off whatever it was on their own. Maybe a chosen would happen by and be able to do something. The serum was our best hope, but it was just a waste of time. We were too poor, too insignificant. I had failed, as always. Was worthless, a useless burden on everyone around me, no matter what they said. And then my father fell sick. I will be the last to fall. I won't shed a tear for them.
Fall. 